Welcome everyone to Air Rapid Trail Talk 61. I am joined today by Matt Feldake. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. 61. Magical number. 61. I thought it was 60 uh, and then I was going through the thumbnails and everything of the, the show this last week and I realized that there already was a 59 then a 60 so we're at 61 officially. Love it. So um, I will preface today's show with this is a bit of a new format for us. So we talked about this a little bit last week with Bryce. Um, by the way, Bryce is also in the studio. What up, Bryce? How hey, you Jamil. Doing? I'll do it real good. You put yourself on the screen. I did. Yep. I uh, love it. He's already on top of this. So we've got this new setup here in our studio. Um, Matt, and myself over here. We got Bryce behind the computer, and we've got YouTube behind us on the TV screen, which we will be playing for you later. Uh, there's a lot of different options, so I'm just pumped for that. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, a little a little bit of work behind the scenes, which is why we're, you know, maybe a little late getting started. Uh, but the effort, I think, has been worth it. And uh, I'm super stoked for, you know, this set along with our uh, traditional live stream set and what we're able to really do. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit. We will say this might be a, a little bumpy, a little bit of a bumpy episode as we get things rolling. So, but the general format of this show week to week, what we want it to be is every Tuesday afternoon, we're going to hop on here for an hour. We want to connect with all of you out there, the trail running fans, the ultra running fans of the world of the sport, all of you out there. Come on in. Let us know your comments in the chat. Bryce is going to be pulling those in throughout the show. We're going to have a dedicated section at the end of the show just for Q&A. Um, but yeah, kind of do you want to walk us through the format of, of about this hour? I don't know if we'll hit that today, but yeah, so kind of the general format will be um, maybe a little bit more like what Aravipa Trail Talk was in more of its formative years, um, where we'll kind of kick things off talking more about, you know, what's going on here at Aravipa, you know, some of the behind the scenes stuff, what we're working on, what we have uh, coming up, things like that. And then we'll transition more into um, like kind of like a, a little bit of like a rundown format where we'll talk about whether it's a specific race like today where we're, you know, talking maybe a little bit more about Zagama, the first race in the Golden Trail Zagama is Zagama, as they say. Yep, Zagama is Zagama. And uh, so it may be focused on one central topic. It may be a variety of different things. Um, so we'll have more of like a rundown section and then we'll get to more of a Q&A uh, kind of at the end of the show. Obviously, if Bryce has any pertinent interactions from the chat, he will chime in. Is the chat active so far? The chat is active. Well, there yeah. We had at least a couple people tuning in. No, that's actually the only reason I'm, I'm here is for the chat. You love the chat. I do yeah. it for the chat, you know? So we're, we're going a little blind. We can't see any of you guys in the chat, so we're going to rely upon Bryce to, to feed us some of your questions, and uh, he can feel free to jump in whenever. Love it. Um, well, let's kick it off. Uh, let's touch base. What is happening with Aravipa? I feel like we've been missing that voice out there and like we haven't been talking, I think, enough about everything, all the amazing things that this company is doing, all of our incredible staff members and, and all the hard work we've been putting on, just highlighting, you know, week in, week out what's happening here. And since this is the last day in May, I think it's appropriate for us to start at least briefly with a look back in May. We started this month off with the Cocodona 250, the second edition. And, and a month ago, we were, man, I, I feel 
in some ways less stressed than a month ago, maybe in some ways more so for different reasons. But um, a month ago, we were dealing with with a fire burning on the original Cocodona course. You were prepping for the live stream. And I have to commend you, Matt, for all of your hard work for getting the Cocodona live stream off the ground. I think your um, persistence in making that thing happen and, and elevating it and making it go longer than it did last year. And of course, your your own sacrifices. First off, thank you. Maybe you can touch on you know how that week went for you. I know you were sleeping here at the <laughs> office, so uh, you know, in true true fashion. Yeah, I mean, I think that the week probably went better for me than it did for my wife, who was stuck at home watching a, a one and a half year old and a three year old. But uh, so she's really the MVP of of the entire thing. But no, I mean, it went really well. I always feel like the build up to all of these live streams is a lot more stressful on my end um, than like the actual live stream itself in a lot of ways. It feels like an event, the way the events go too. It's like all this building and prep time. Once you actually get there, you can kind of take a deep breath and somewhat enjoy the process yeah. of what's happening. Exactly. I mean, it, I would look at it almost like a race, right? Where like the race is kind of like the reward for all the hard training, right? And especially this year where we had to you know, replan a good chunk of the live stream due to the fire reroute within the last two weeks. Um, that to me was, you know, the more stressful side in terms of like the planning. I also like do very little when it comes to the technical side of things. And so, so you know, blame you were, me for all the audio issues and, well, and potentially but, anything happening right now on this one. But you were also the one who came back and fixed, you know, all of the things and barely slept as well. And so, like these live streams are a lot of work and we love doing them, but they're like a huge team effort. And so um, once the live stream kicked off, it's a lot more stress-free for me because either your plan is going to work or your plan is not going to work and you can't really like do too much about it. You can change some things on the fly, obviously, but you know, you either have like the right vision and the right plan coming in or you don't. Um, and thankfully up to this point, we've, you know, had closer to the right vision than the wrong vision most of the time. And so, yeah, I mean, that entire race weekend, it feels a lot longer than a month ago. Yeah, um, but that entire race week was, you know, a mix of emotions and so many incredible stories coming out of it from, um, you know, the front of the pack and the back of the pack on the men's side, on the ladies' side. And, uh, you know, it's always just an honor to, you know, do my little part by yelling into a microphone for a week. Yeah, so I think I added it up. We did close to 100 hours of live during the course of that week, which is insane. I think all but like five of those hours were with commentary. Yeah, that yeah, we just put the like static cam on for a few hours. For a shoot, yeah, short So yeah, session. probably 90, 95 hours of, of commentary is incredible. It's amazing you still have a voice. I think you had actually, you had a decent amount of help this year, which I think was great. Yeah, well, that was the big thing, the big learning from the inaugural year, I think, when uh, it was myself and Rob primarily on the broadcast, and we'd get some help later in the evening. And huge shout out to Rob for uh, all the prep work in the inaugural year that like laid the foundation so that I didn't have to do uh, a lot of like formatting and documents and stuff like that. I was able to focus on like more actual planning so huge shout out to him but we knew coming out of that the first year where we you know only did 65 hours only it's still a lot that like we you can't it's not sustainable to do it with you know just a couple people um and it's not as good of a product right and so we were able to bring in 
um, you know, a variety of different people from, you know, finishers from the inaugural year to, you know, new people in the community who I think that added so did much. A great job. And Having, a huge shout out to Nick Hilton, by the way, who yeah. was on almost every day for a few hours. Um, huge shout out to him for his help because there were times towards the end there where he was definitely carrying uh carrying the broadcast. Um and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that, but um yeah, I mean we had a lot more people and I think obviously it helped bandwidth wise on the commentary side, but it also just helped elevate the product. You get more perspectives and more stories uh, that way. Nice. Well, we'll, um, we'll kind of jump ahead. We'll, we have a lot more to talk about Cocodona in the future. I'm sure probably every week in trail talk, we could probably weave it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got some, some fun surprises in, and I'm sure Matt, you've already been thinking about next year's broadcast and how it can be improved. Um, man, it'd be fun to, to run every finisher in, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that that's, I think that doing more hours will come naturally as you improve the product, but I don't think that's necessarily the direction. I think it's like, how do we make the product better? Um, and I think sharing more stories, whether you're the front of the pack or the back of the pack uh, or anywhere in between is the most important. You can only do so much of that throughout the course of the race, right? But I think at the very least, being able to follow every finisher in from you know, the hospital as they turn on to Beaver Street all the way down to the most iconic left-hand turn in all of sports, the left hand on to Birch. Um, we definitely want to try and follow in every finisher next year. Um, and that's like a huge goal for, for me and our team here is to, to be able to do that with, you know, follow cams and not just finish line cams and ideally with commentary and not just uh, a camera feed. Bryce, how was your experience? I know you were part of the the broadcast team this year, having paced it the first year. Uh, yeah. So it, I mean, it was a crazy week for me. Uh, you also paced a bunch. Paced a bunch. Started off the week live streaming with you and Enzo uh, cruising around, uh, and then Troy Wicks, who's one of the drone pilot drone pilots that we come in comes in from like Washington or Oregon. Yeah. Um, so cruising around with him, and then jumped in uh, to pace some of the racing team members. So I was running with uh, Sarah Ostazewski, Brianna Grigsby. And then last minute at a 3 a.m. split second decision, jumped in with Jeff Garmeyer for one of the final sections. So, which uh, I mean, I don't want to like single anyone out, but who'd you have the most fun out there with? Um, so, I think uh, I was with <laughs> I was with uh, Sarah and Brianna at kind of uh, some tougher sections. Um, by the time I got to Jeff, he was like hallucinating as he does and just kind of I mean we had a good time uh, it, was, it was it was very different experiences with all of them different parts of the day too um, they were all fun it's hard it's hard to say nice uh, well let's transition and talk a little bit about kind of what's coming up in June then um, we did talk to Bryce last week shortly about his experience running the Ram party and I think a big theme of June is getting more into Aravipa Colorado and launching some of those new events and, and we're also managing some events we have back here. So the way some of the permitting lined up and some of the event weekends, we're ending up with um, events in Arizona and Colorado, both this upcoming weekend and the following weekend, which is probably gonna stress us all uh, to the limit, but I, I think it's gonna be a good time. Everyone is kind of heading in different directions from the company. So I, I know for myself personally, I'm gonna be uh, helping to direct the Jackrabbit Jubilee this weekend. That is one of our Nardini series events at the Nardini Manor. 
which side notes where I ran my first ultra marathon back in 2005. So I'm excited to, to be there, revisit that and help. I'm sure there's going to be some folks running their first ultra this weekend as well. So we're going to try and just have a good time. Like that's the name of the game at these short loop ultras is to, to have some fun. I might try and borrow some of Jubilee's historic costumes and, uh, we'll definitely be uh, trying to put out some content around this weekend. And then up in Durango is going to be the inaugural Durango Skyline uh, trail runs. And this is gonna be a proper trail running race in Durango, the city itself. So starting from Fort Lewis College, right within the college, running up the Skyline Trail, we have a, a 12K, 30K, 50K, and 50 mile. We've got about 125 people coming out. It's gonna be I think just an incredible weekend. I am going to be slightly jealous that I'm not up in Colorado this weekend, um, but some of our other folks are gonna be up there. Yeah, and that's gonna be a super epic race. The start finish being like just blocks from, uh, you know, the heart of Durango, which is like kind of the gateway from this side to the San Juans is just super epic. Yeah, we've got, I know Maggie uh, Guterrell is going to be out there with Tailwind supporting as well. So if you guys, guys are going to be out there at Durango, let us know. I think uh, in future years, this will be a pretty popular race kind of heading into the summer running high season in Colorado. Uh, and then the next weekend, we will be in Colorado Springs for the inaugural Ring the Springs 50 and 100 mile. And same day, it will be the Blackout Big Pine races in, in Flagstaff. So... I know I'll be up at Ring the Springs. You'll be holding down the fort in Flagstaff. Are you going to be yeah. out there at all? Uh, I'm hoping so. Nice. I'm hoping to be over there at least for Big Pine on uh, that Saturday. So that should be that should be pretty fun. I also I ran it last year, and as a point, I did crush Rob Ricardo <laughs> during that race. I knew you were going to weave that in here <laughs> at some point. Um, and then, yeah, looking ahead to the rest of the month, um, I know for myself, I'm probably going to be heading up to Broken Arrow. We've got some night races and some other stuff, but uh, anything else you could think of coming up for, for the team, for Aravipa, any big happenings that you want to highlight or uh, chit-chat about? No, I mean, I think that those are kind of the biggest things coming up here uh, in the month of June. Um, obviously, we continue our summer night running series with the Insomniac races uh, as well, which is, you know, it's already hot down here, uh, in the Valley. So, um, you know, if you are down here in the Valley, that's always a good way to, to get out on some trails in a, in kind of a race environment when it's a, it's a bit toasty. Yeah. If you can go to our iPad real quick, Bryce, um, here's just some more upcoming whole June calendar here. Uh, like we were saying, we have all those events. Then we do have the uh, the hypnosis night runs, which will be June 18th. So we kind of like hit it pretty hard in early June. And then we do have a bit of a break just looking ahead to July. So we're a bit more scattered in July. We have, of course, our Silverton events in early July. We do have the stunner night runs here in Arizona. That's our only July event. So we get a little bit of a break and in Arizona, at least. Oh, yep. Sorry, yeah. I didn't say that part. <laughs> and then we'll be up at Tusher's July 30th. So yep. our uh, our lone Utah one. So that's, uh, do we have any questions so far? Maybe we'll throw it. If there's anything like general Aravipa, anything people are, uh, are throwing in there? So uh, we got a couple uh, chats saying left on Beaver Street, the most iconic left turn of all turns. Um, a lot of it's uh, regarding Zegama. 
Oh yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, Sagama. Sagama. All right. Well, that's a good segue then. We want to get into that. Um, who should start it off? Should I give the recap? You want to give the recap? What is this race? And I know for me, I'm going to want to really geek out on the live stream stuff with you and with Bryce. Uh, I know we have right now a, a little split screen here, uh, just up on the TV, but, uh, we're going to be watching some of that. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you kind of introduce it. Perfect. Uh, That's all I veteran in the space. You know? All right. I'll, we'll do my best. Um, I've never been to this race. Uh, trying to think if I've, I haven't raced in Spain, but I've driven through Spain to get to Andorra where I've run, which is an incredible place. But Spain is also has some amazing running as well. So, uh, this is a historic race that's been around for a long time. It has been part of the sky running world series. It's now part of the annual golden trail world series. And it kicked off this year's golden trail world series. And the Golden Trail series is something that's popped up a few years ago, kind of out of the team at Solomon. And I think it is, it's actually independent of Solomon, uh, but does re receive support from them. But they really want to create this iconic global series of shorter distance mountain races. And I think they've done a really great job. And they come at it from a point that focuses on media and TV production around the sport. They've been one of the leaders in live production over the last few years. A lot of the innovations have definitely come from them. You know, they've got, you know, as we'll see people on e-bikes and they're pushing further and further into these race courses to bring you live coverage. Sometimes to the point where it, they try something and it doesn't work and they've got to kind of cycle back. So, um, this race this year featured a lot of the, the usual characters, I call them. A lot of people from Solomon, but also a lot of strong runners from all sorts of different brands. I think in the early years of the Golden Trail series, it was heavy Solomon, but it seems more mixed, I think, the further that we go. Um, and like I will say that I'm the first person that I don't know all of these people. I think it's definitely tough for us, uh, being American maybe, or we're just not as plugged into the European scene, but... Uh, we'll do our best to to highlight some of those folks. And and that's what we want to do with Trail Talk 2 as these races happen, see what names keep popping up. Um, we're also going to go through our, I've almost forgot about this, our fantasy free trail picks. <laughs> we are going to go to those because that is something new for 2022 that has popped onto the scene thanks to uh, Dylan Bowman and the guys at Free Trail. So that will be kind of a fun thing, I think, for us to do throughout the summer. Hopefully all you viewers out there can also get in on the fun there. Um, so yes, Zagama happened. Killian uh, won it for the 10th time, which new is crazy. Record. And a new course record. So they must have just had really great conditions this year or the folks that ran it just really went for it. Um, because yeah, I think that on the live stream, they had said that you know it was a lot drier this year. So some of the climbs used to be a little bit sloppier would have been a little bit drier this year, a little bit yeah. faster. Killian also dropped an e-bike on uh, one of the descents, which is, which is pretty awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so Killian set the course record by nine minutes, and then our women's winner, oh, man, I need to pull uh, up. That was Nike. Uh, I apologize if I'm missing, or mispronouncing that last name. Uh, Brinkman is her uh, surname. Fairly new to running, I believe, within the last few years. 
and just in uh, mid-April ran a 222 marathon at Rotterdam. And so she's kind of like, Whoa. she's shifting over to trails as like uh, a way to kind of bridge the gap. Um, but she's actually going to be running, I believe, Euro European Championships in the marathon uh, later this year. So she's not even, you know, fully uh, into the trail space currently. She kind of splits her time between trails and roads. But um, yeah, second you know, place finish at Rotterdam is is pretty incredible. One arguably one of the more talented women in regards to you know flat road speed in the sport currently. Yeah, and clearly, I mean, Zagama is a true mountain race from everything I've seen. I mean, you've got crazy steep climbs, technical ridge running, all everything in between. I mean, if if this is a race that Killian excels at, you can you can definitely tell that it's it's stout. Um, got a got a question from Jimbo oh, yeah. from the chat here. Uh, kind of a two part question. First part is, have you ever run with Killian? I have run a little bit with Killian, um, and. I mean, I've filmed him a few different times, but it, it was brief, so I haven't really run too much with him. And then uh, as a follow-up question to that, it's a little chat about uh, about the Flagstaff Sky Peaks race in there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Would it be bad for a mediocre runner like me to do the 26K? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, the whole goal or the whole idea is you get to line up with the best in the world. Like, how cool is that? I will tell you this much. I don't think the general trail running world in the US realizes what is gonna be happening this September, but basically a good part of the cast of characters of the Golden Trail World Series are coming to the US to race. They're racing the Pikes Peak Ascent, then they're racing the Flagstaff Sky Peaks 26K, and you all have a chance to line up with them, race on the same day, the same course as all them, which is super cool and be in like the whole Golden Trail series vibe, like here in the US. And a lot of the races in Europe are hard to get into, like sold out and everything, so. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, for anyone who has never been to Flagstaff, uh, it is a global mecca of uh, endurance running. So it's an incredible place to visit as well, but being able to be a part of that, you know, elite level experience is cool. The 26K course is gonna be epic. Um, and yeah. if you don't want to run the 26k, we have races on, uh, on Saturday as well. We have, uh, a, a 10k, 50k and 50 mile that will, uh, kick off on Saturday. We're going to have an entire week of, uh, activations and experiences, uh, throughout Flagstaff. Um, so it's going to be epic. It actually reminds me a little bit of what the North face endurance challenge in California used to be at the end of the year where you've got these super elite fields in the 50 mile, but they have various race distances. Um, if you're not ready for that to where you can kind of come out, you can race, but then you can also be, uh, in this just super epic vibe surrounded by, you know, some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, the, if you go to ultra sign up and look at the entrance list and that is why we put this race on Sunday. So it's one day after, all these other ones. So you can come race Saturday, then come out and just like the folks at Zagama do, let's line the course. Like that's one of our goals this year is to like make it a really festive atmosphere. Um, and yeah, Max King, Andy Wacker, Sage Canaday, David Kilgore, Chris Vargo, Darren Thomas, Manuel Marias, who was just third at Zagama. Yep. Third place. Um, 
if you go down, like I go to the bottom of the entrance list here and you get a lot of the folks that like don't even have a race result in the US, but they're super stout runners. Um, Maude Mathis is on here who was second for the women. You have, um, shoot, what was the third woman's name? Um, uh, Sarah Alonzo. Sarah. We got David Norris, the record holder for Mount Marathon on here. We've got Judith Widener and the 26K it's a little bit of a throwback to the old Sky Peaks course. So we've got a true proper mountain race. We're going all the way up the ski slopes to the top of the chairlift, the scenic sky chairlift there, uh, the Agassi one, and then all the way back down to the very bottom. So we've got close to 4,000 feet of climbing. I think it's, yeah, that's right, 4,000 feet. It's it's gonna be nuts. Um, and yeah, we're, we're planning to have a live stream of the whole thing. So it's gonna be good times. Come see how you stack up. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> I feel like we just totally geeked out on how awesome Sky Peaks is going to be. Yeah. I mean, I. it's tough to like convey how cool it's going to be to have so many elite foreign runners coming over for this race. And, and they're going to be doing the whole, I think, I don't know if they're road tripping together or like, I don't know how they're getting from for Pikes Peak down here, but they're all gonna be here for, for two weeks in the US, and I think it's just gonna be a good time. I've heard uh, that some will be driving. Yeah, and they were gonna plan Colorado to go to- Springs and through Durango. I think so they like were gonna go to ones. Moab maybe too, like in, yeah. in route and kind of like do a little tour of the Southwest, which yeah. sounds, sounds pretty sounds cool. like we should jump on board with that. Yeah, So Let's see if we can make it happen. Um, should we jump into some of the live stream now maybe? Um, yeah. I think we've recapped a little bit of the results. Um, I know that I was going to stay up and watch it live, but I think it went off at 11 p.m. So um, I caught a little bit of it. But did you want to show us some of your favorite moments, Bryce, or what, what was your take on it? I know you watched most of it. Yeah, I I I really liked the way, I mean, even like the way they like announced the athletes and kind of had them walk up to like the starting line. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is just like just how big the crowds are. Yeah, maybe you can scrub through and just let some of this play even in the background. Yeah. Let's see if we can get, get it backed up here a little bit. Yeah, and like you, Jamil, 11, uh, 11, 11.30 is way past my bedtime with uh, two toddlers. I did watch uh, most of it the following day, throughout the course of the day. And one of my biggest uh, takeaways, aside from the fanfare that Bryce had mentioned, was... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like this... This is this needs to be the top of the chairlift uh, at Arizona Snowball, um, but one of the biggest things that I took away from like a technical live stream side of things was how like dialed and nice and pretty their graphics packages were. Um, to me, those looked very like like almost what you would see on like a professional TV broadcast of like the NFL or something like that, and so. You know, a huge shout out to to the team over there for making that happen because it's a lot of work, but it looked really good. And then, like, this is this is nuts. This is like Tour de France uh, style. Yeah. yeah, and I think you that's know? why people love Zagama so much is because of this. And I was on their website checking it out. I mean, this is just thousands and thousands of people. I think was did somewhere say that like twelve thousand people on I, course? I, w- I swear that I heard 15,000 was like the number that I had heard. I mean, it's just piles and piles of people. Uh, yeah. What we got, is this Killian right here? Yep. Killian and, and, uh, David, 
Okay. Uh, who finished? Who ultimately who was finished second? second. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Just and it's probably. I mean, we don't have the sound turned up, but it's probably absolutely just nutty, loud in your head. Like, look at that. It's so cool. And they have so they have a whole spectator guide on their website. I was checking it out. Like, you can download it. There's like, because I think you have to hike six or seven kilometers to get up to these points. And they have like buses and shuttles to get you to the base where you then hike up. It's just got to be a fantastic time. And and so, yeah. Oh, my God. It looks like they're going to fall off a cliff right there. Dang, that is a shot. <laughs> That's in- the drone pilot was like, I have hell. To he was like, <laughs> yeah, basically like this is incredible. And then it kind of ends. Oh, man, this is so cool. Dude. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, oh, this, this race is on my bucket list now. This is the section where I was kind of, I was getting excited watching. Oh, you can uh, see the, yep. the live guy. He's got a huge backpack on. So that's a little bit different. I think he's got a GoPro with a wire connected to the pack, probably with like a bonded cellular thing. So it's pulling on like multiple cell phone towers. But you can see how quickly he got dropped there. I mean, it is Killian. <laughs> yeah. me, but I mean, Killian yeah. also dropped a guy on a biker uh, later yeah. in the race. And I mean, for, for what we're doing is like, we are, have a little more of a lightweight setup where it's just a cell phone a lot of times, which I, I don't know, like it's still pretty, de- it's, it's decent when we have a good cell reception, mm-hmm. but then it can get pretty bad too. This is incredible though. Love this. Wow. Um, what else was I gonna say? Okay, and this is where so it gets a little, yeah. a little more jarring. This is on the mountain bike? This is on the mountain bike. Okay, so they've got e-mountain bikes with a similar setup where they've got, I think, yep. a GoPro on the helmet. Mounted helmet cam. And then it's got, like, the wires that go to probably, like, the backpack with the computer yep. and all the kind of stuff in it. Um, is this where Killian drops the uh, e-bike? I want to say it is. Um, I also know that there were some spectators that I saw hopping on course. Like, there was even, like, they were, like. Getting in the way? No, like, following Killian, like, younger. Like, like running I'm, with him. Like 12, just 15 kids, year like, old, with him for just a chasing them yeah. down on this section here. That's pretty fun. And I think it was uh, this descent or one prior where Killian dropped uh, David, who uh, ultimately ended up second, but they had ran together for the first like 14 miles of the 26 mile race. Um, Killian still just crushing. Yeah, and it's pretty cool to see like these live streams get so so many views. Like this is a well known this is a well known event though. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's well known across Europe. It must be. Like I think <clears throat> they had a Spanish version on the Zagama YouTube channel and then the English version commentators on Golden Trail, which is the one we have. And um I think they have already have like over a hundred thousand views just in a couple days, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean it's a huge race um globally um and then also i think having someone of killian's stature in the race um helps alongside you know a ton of other incredible runners right and so it's like you know killian's running you know he's running against tough competition in a race that he's won nine times so he's going for this like career milestone he just talked on dylan bowman's podcast about how he felt uh, the most fit he's ever felt in years. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to tune in. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you can see the tire. I think this is maybe where he gets dropped, right? It gets a little this more. Is, uh, 
trying to find and technical maybe yep but yeah you can see the the tires and the whole setup there i think he has like a bib on the front that says live or something like yeah just like a little bit we're gonna oh, have to goodness. this is like my next dream is to get the bike setup oh. figured out and yeah yeah but he's and gone. he's lost him kudos to these riders because i mean keeping up with them on this like and this is where he gets dropped i think right here Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's got Maybe. like to navigate a little bit of a bridge, like a log bridge section or something right there. That's pretty sick. But yeah, I mean, kudos to Golden Trail or Zagon, whoever put this together. I think it's a combination of the teams and watching this just inspires me. I'm like, I want to do more live streams. And then we go do the live stream and I'm like, never again. <laughs> There's uh there's the spectator. You see the the red shirt right there. Oh, He's kind of really? yeah. He kind of goes in and out, and the mountain biker seems to be like trying to cheat oh, in front of him. And obviously not perfect. You know, it makes it makes me feel better about uh, when we have uh, choppy footage. Yeah, choppy <laughs> footage. Because you know it happens to the best because then they come yeah. to a shot like this. This is that Killian right there, maybe in the corner. I, it's tough to tell. But like even down in this like super rem like small kind of village. village area, there's still like oh people there cheering. Yeah, and that's pretty sweet. And they're looking for Killian. They can't find him. We know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's not quite down there yet. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, it does inspire me. It's like now I want to. It's like a game to figure out, you know? It's like a problem to solve. How can we, oh yeah, he does have the live TV. Oh, this is the women coming in to this section. Um, but yeah, like, okay. I'm trying to think if anyone has live streamed from bikes in the US. I don't think it's happened yet, but I could see, I know they do it at UTMB some, and they know they do it obviously in Europe quite a bit. So um, that's kind of on my list to develop that next is, you know, maybe we can figure it out. I don't know if it will come in handy at sky peaks, it's like so freaking steep. Like I can't see that it would be super helpful. Actually early on, it might be like in the opening few like, kilometers. Yeah. And then maybe at the end, if it smooths out a little bit of the very last part, but maybe not, I don't know. You just, you need to start working on your fitness. Well, I definitely need to do that. Um, yeah. So that we can. We got Killian coming in. He's rocking his new normal kit. That's right. Unveiling the new shoes, the prototypes. That's right. Were you looking into those? A little bit. So, I mean, you can't really find much on the website. Like, there are there are pictures, but they are not, like, just of the shoes. You can kind of, like, zoom in and see what they are. But, no, not much information I don't think has been released yet. So, it's funny because, like, what – obviously, what better marketing than to come and set a course record at Zagama in your new shoe brand uh, in your new company. But I had, I think, cause I was doing some work over the weekend on my work computer here, I had like the new, the normal or N normal or new normal. What is it? Is it normal? The normal. I'm just gonna call it brand Killian, I think. Brand N. Uh, so I had their Instagram page open on my computer. They had like 31,000 followers on Instagram. And then I refreshed it this morning and it was at 41,000. And I was like, all right, that's some good marketing. 
Well, I mean, I think Killian has like 1.3 million Instagram followers yeah. himself, which is insane. This was another thing that I thought was pretty cool. The, uh, the trio of archways. Um, so you, I believe, go... Um, the Goran Corolla? Yep, through the brand sponsor, through the Golden Trail sponsor, and then I think the final one is either Zagama or Solomon. Yeah. Um, one, I thought and that you was kind of cool. Hype, the hype man over here with Dude, the board the, shorts yeah. and the cool hat. I like, mean, if I ever retire from live streaming, that's the gig that I want yeah. is just the hype man gig at the finish line. So obviously, you know, the cool thing about this is that they're starting and finishing in downtown of Zagama, which is incredible, which is hard to replicate here in the US. So Pikes Peak, when the marathon was part of the trail series, it has that kind of a vibe. People are lining the streets, coming in to finish like this last year. It'll be interesting this year because the Pikes Peak Ascent finishes at the top of Pikes Peak. So you're basically on this narrow track with a jumble of boulders and then you're just gonna finish. And then we'll be in a big open field for, for Sky Peak. So. We'll try and get a, the best vibe we can, though. That's why we need all you folks to come out. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Oh, look, he's got his kids there. Uh, Emily, I believe, also won the VK. Uh, I did see that. Here as well, which is pretty cool. So yep. shout, out to, shout out to Emily. Got a... Here we go. Uh, David. David coming in. Also under the course record. Yep. Three minutes back of Killian. Is he coming out to Sky Peaks? I uh, didn't see him on the list currently. So, of course, like all these athletes have received invitations. It's just a matter of, you know, we're not sure if they'll all make it. And I'm sure more will will likely jump in as the series progresses. You know, Sky Peaks is the finale. So not to, like, talk about Sky Peaks too much, but um, it's definitely on my mind. The fact that we can get some of these caliber of athletes to come on over is is pretty exciting prospect. Well, and it get, like just seeing this, uh, like gives me high expectations for uh, an iconic training town like Flagstaff, where uh, everyone eats, sleeps, and breathes outdoor recreation of some sort. And granted, it's a town of seventy thousand, so not a big town. Um, but yeah, I have high expectations for uh, the Flagstaff community um, to kind of show up and you know show people why out of say a dozen places in the world they chose to put a race in Flagstaff. Yeah, and it's just cool for me to think about like what's happening right here on your screen is like going to be connected with this event in September, and and hopefully it will have that feel and, and it'll tie in nicely. That's our that's our goal, really. Yeah. Well, and to transition off of Sky Peaks, I think one race that has a similar or could potentially have a similar finish vibe is Cocodona, where it does, you know, finish through the streets and into kind of the heart of downtown, um, which I think is pretty cool. Cool. What else? uh, Any other questions about Zagama or Golden Trail Series in general? I think we've recapped most of it. Uh, Not so many questions I'm seeing in here. I do see a question. Will Aravipa ever do duathlons? Run 15 miles and then mountain bike 30 miles. We've talked about this. There, there does seem to be a few people asking for this. Um, I think we should probably try it at some point. Um, we'll have to see which event that makes the most sense at. 
I'm not sure yet. Maybe one of our, um, one that comes to mind is like a, a Frenzy Hills, like McDowell Mountain Frenzy weekend, where you could have that take place on the Sunday of the weekend. I think it would make a lot of sense. So, so you've got a ride, a run, a duathlon, right? Well, like the, uh, well, we have like the running race on Saturday. Mm -hmm. The, the pure mountain bike race is Sunday, but the duathlon would also be Sunday. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not Friday, the mountain bike exactly. is Sunday. Oh, and shout out to Courtney. I forgot about that. Courtney went yeah. over. There were quite a few Americans, actually. Courtney cracked the top 10. Uh, Max King was running uh, up up uh, near the front-ish uh, early on and faded uh, a bit. Yeah, no U.S. men ended up in the top 10. Dakota Jones was also Dakota Jones. Up. Jorge Maravilla was running as well. I don't know where he ended up placing, but was uh, I think Dakota, was he 11th maybe? I could pull up the full results here and just tell you what's going on. Ooh, we did have an, uh, a related question about Courtney. Um, do you think Courtney wanted to do the Sky Races this year, or do you think she kind of felt pressured into it by sponsors, et cetera? Oh, as far as doing this race? Yeah. I would assume, I don't know if it was in her contract specifically, um, but I would imagine it very well could have been. To a, I don't know if she's doing more than one. I'm not sure. I know she's running Hard Rock. That's her number one goal this year. Um, but I'm sure, I know if I were like at in her place and I got the chance to run Zagama and be part of that, I why would I not? take them up on that you know yeah i mean also probably a pretty decent you know training effort obviously it was probably harder than a training effort but like oh yeah a pretty good race in the build-up for an event like hard rock right where it kind of simulates some of the same aspects and dakota jones was 11th uh and the top uh the top american on the men's side yeah max king looks like was 16th and yeah, that's about as far as it goes, as far as I'm not sure where Jorge Maravilla ended up. So interesting comment from the chat. How about the Kenyans at Zagama, a sign of things to come for sure? Yeah, great question. I'm glad you brought that up. So there was a, there's actually a 208 marathoner that was in the field. He didn't do as well as a couple of the other guys. He was one of my picks oh, yeah. uh, in free trail oh, fantasy yeah, that ultimately my picks didn't uh, didn't come to fruition. I don't know how that happened, but uh, yeah, he was one of my picks. He, I think he holds the course record at like the Dublin Marathon. His uh, two hundred eight was like that. back from like twenty eleven, yep. I believe. But we did have Robert uh, Pekemboy Matiango. He was fifth in three forty eight, and then there was Matthew Kiptanu Kibet in 352.39, he was ninth. And I did notice that when we got the elite list for Sky Peaks, there were a ton of Kenyans that they requested entries for. So hopefully we'll get a couple out to Sky Peaks. And I think it very well could be a sign of things to come. You know, as we're even seeing with, um, oh my goodness, uh, Ninky Brinkman, you know, she's from the Netherlands living in Switzerland, but you know, someone that can be that fast at the mar road marathon transitioning over and also doing well on these trails. I think it's, and here she is and right here right coming there. in. So yeah. I think it's super exciting to see, 
uh, all that take place. So look, they got the commentators in the corner. Judith Widener actually, uh, she, I think, won the series last year, the whole Golden Trail series, uh, or was really high up. She will be coming to Sky Peaks this year. She's going to keep dropping it. Yeah, she's racing. Love it. Yeah. Love so it. I don't know if I don't know why she didn't do Zagama. Maybe she was injured or something. But yeah. it's cool to see her hop on the the commentating there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of the Kenyan athletes, I believe that the fourth place runner on the men's side was Moroccan uh, as well. So oh yeah, again tying into those African countries with a rich history in uh, in like the long distance track events. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the the vision for the Golden Trail series: get the best runners all across the world, get you know, more representation from countries that historically aren't doing trail running races. So, um, African countries, uh, obviously there might still be some issues maybe with some of the Asian countries, maybe just with travel restrictions, um, that are still carrying over from pandemic and things. I'm not sure, but I could see that as being a real thing. So is this kind of graphics you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could get this. So it would only make sense, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just to it tie looks, into the series. Yeah, it just looks really, really clean. I would love you to know? see like little flags from each country. For the country, That'd be yeah, super that cool. would be cool. That would be because cool. we're going to have like quite an international top ten. I would imagine we're going to see more Americans in the top ten at our race. Well, there, yeah, just more racing, of course. More racing, but yeah, yeah. I did we did David Norris race because he was in my picks. Um he didn't dang it he didn't race there go my there go my pick speaking of let's actually maybe go to it um i gotta pull it up here real quick uh bryce and while you pull that up yeah. one other uh kind of interesting thing or interesting takeaway for me was the women's race for second was absolutely like without either of them knowing, I don't think was really really close. Um, Maud Mathis, who was my pick to win the race, coming in, uh, held off Sarah Alonso by I believe 37 seconds over the course of of a 26 mile race. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to you know know that those two runners were you know really close, but they uh, they would have not known. Uh, how close they were to each other. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right, do you want to pull up the iPad now? Hopefully you didn't have it up earlier, but oh, we can watch her come in if we want to real quick. Got our women's winner. So Nike epic. trail athlete. Yeah, but it looks I like. believe. Or was that just the pack she was wearing? But she, I believe she's Nike trail, but then she is sponsored by someone else on the roads. Weird. P really? Potentially normal. Normal on the, on the roads. I would need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up Fact her Instagram check. right now. True, false. I don't know. That would be an interesting con because you'd think it'd be like Nike on the roads and Nike Trail on the trail, but huh? Um, all right. Well, let's switch over. You can maybe try and find that out for us. Yeah, per her Instagram, she is a Nike Trail athlete. And a is a part of the normal running team on the roads. Killian's normal. Yeah, in normal. Okay. Great. All right, let's switch gears here. Uh, free fantasy trail running is here, folks. So this is a uh, a part of the free trail. 
community, um, Dylan Bowman and and team. And this popped up a couple months ago. They did do Coca Dona, which is super cool to see. Um, Bryce pull that was, up real quick. Uh, hey Bryce, yeah. what place did you finish in right the Coca Dona Fantasy? He was third. Uh, yep, I I finished third overall. I think. Yep, I was fifth. Um, John Bodden crushed it. Yeah. So he he scored 209 points total, uh, and that's an addition of he really killed it on the women's side. So there's still like, I mean, I'll just say it'd be cool to see more data. Like I would love to see what John's picks were. Right now it's a little limited on what you can see, and you can only see the top 10 leaderboard. I would love to see everyone's picks. Well, especially so when I'm just you gonna, finish outside the top 10, right, Jamil? Well, I'm going to voice that here. So, uh, <laughs> sh- Okay, well, let's get into it now. Um, let me go back here. Okay, go to events. Okay, we got Zagama here. The results have been posted. And here's your top 10. So Cassano 84 won 150 points on the women's side, which looks like maybe the max score you can get. A bunch of people dominated the women's picks for some reason. Apparently I did not do my research. Um, I was 85th out of 150. So I did not do well here. Um, we can look at my picks. So right here, Maud Mathis um, was my pick for first. I picked Joanna Astrum for second, Ida Nilsson, Dominica Stelmach, and then Grace Stauberg. I don't even know if half these people have raced. Yeah, I don't know. Nelson, I don't NAU uh, Northern Arizona yeah. University alumni. I don't know if she raced either. So, I don't know if Dominica raced. I might have picked a bunch of people that were just scratches from the event, which is my bad for not looking into that more. I probably could have done quite a bit better. And then on the men's side, I picked Killian to win, so that's basically how I got any points. And I got David for second. Uh, and then I, you know, I wanted to get some USA onto the top five board just to you know represent, but. Clearly not a good choice this go around. Um, my other picks didn't really pan out. So, uh, Bryce, how did you do, sir? Well, I think you were pretty close with Dominica. Um, I think she got fifth, if I'm not wrong. Um, let me see. She was... I don't think she raced. Are you sh- yeah. No, she was not in the... She was not oh, maybe I was looking 10. at a different year. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people... I don't know. Ninky was not on my radar, so that was probably just a huge miss because for how well she did at Rotterdam, she should have been in my top five. Sarah Alonzo probably also should have been in my top five. I know she's been a Solomon athlete for a while, but there's no way I would have been able to pick Patricia or Fabiola, I feel like. That's just my two cents. How did you do? Did you submit your picks? I did submit my picks. I was actually, I got 87th overall. Okay. Just two behind so you. So we're like on the same wavelength. <laughs> Pretty much, Perfect. yeah. Were your picks similar to mine? Uh, let's see. So I put Killian in first. Um, I had the top two women in the top three, uh, but I also threw Courtney DeWalter in there. Uh, what place did you pick Courtney for? First. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Bryce! Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I didn't... I didn't do any better than you. So. Well, the problem is, like, a lot of the research I did, I found it was difficult to find things that were in English. And Europe doesn't have ultra sign up. So there's no just, like, it's not all in one place. 
the researching is a little tricky. Gotcha. So if there's anyone out there that has tips on how we can become more educated on the international scene, I think it'll help now that like one race has happened in the series for this year. I think we'll do better next time. So the cool thing is this fantasy trail running is happening for all the Golden Trail series races. They don't let you just do fantasy trail running for any race. Like they have to curate it. So I'm excited to see. We're, we are gonna do, you're gonna submit your picks next time. <laughs> we're all gonna do all of our picks. And I don't know, we haven't talked about if there's gonna be any wagering involved, but maybe. Maybe. Ooh, I like that. And will we, the question is, will we talk about our picks in advance of the show or will we just recap them and reveal them after the races? Probably the latter, keep them secret. I, did, I need to focus on just submitting my picks this time. <laughs> Uh, I top priority. I did not get them submitted. <laughs> I, I apparently did not get my picks submitted. Uh, you have to log in. How. I logged in. Okay. Did you I finalize selected my picks. picks? I thought I did. You got to finalize them. But maybe I didn't. Yeah. Um, however, I don't know that I would have done much better than both of you. So we'll never know. Um, we'll never know because I received a DNF uh, in this <laughs> week's edition of Fantasy Free, Free Trail. Oh, um, Which is a shame. There was. It can only go up from here. There know? was a fair amount of trash talk going into it, so next time. Yep, I talked a lot. I uh, I talked <laughs> a lot of trash, um, <laughs> both in person and uh, via the socials to Jamil, and uh, I DNF'd. I didn't even show up to the starting line healthy, you know? Well, we got a lot more opportunities. I think this will become a mainstay of the show just because it seems like it could be fun, fun way to get some content through the summer. So here, if you can pull up the, the iPad real quick, we've got the upcoming list here, fantasy.freetrail.com. So Broken Arrow Sky Race is coming up next. We've got uh, the VK, the 26K, and the 52K. You can put your picks in for all those. And then there's Western States. We've got Hard Rock. And then, of course, three of the UTMB series races in August. And I'm sure that they will add more as we progress yeah i mean do you think we could we have enough pull to like you know get any races added to the free trail fantasy calendar uh we can certainly tweet at them <laughs> <laughs> we could certainly ask i'm sure uh yeah what would you like to kendall mountain run maybe i'd love to I see think it. that would be an appropriate one i just want every weekend i want my fantasy oh That's yeah all. okay you know yeah at least one a weekend i, I don't know what Obviously, they've got to kind of upload the entrance list, and then I think the maybe the more challenging part is eliminating the scratches. I saw that Judith, actually, who was commentating, was one of my picks, and then I logged back in one day. I had finalized my picks, and I noticed that she was gone. So maybe I get an alert next time. Happened to Debo himself as really? well. He had selected uh, oh, Seth Demore. Uh, Did he? Had, so, but he went and repicked. He went and okay. repicked. Yeah. Yeah. So after so, yeah, after realizing that. Anyways, so yeah, free trail. If we could get an alert if one of our picks has been scratched to select a new, that'd be great. And I would love to see a full ranking. Like if I could go click something and see all 150, it'd also be fun to see people's picks. This is my like wish list. And then you want to see one every week. I race every week to yeah to go on. Perfect. You know, love it. From the from the chat here, Charlie Seymour's chiming in. He says, "Winner gets race credits, and loser does the hot sauce challenge that Jamil and Skyler did years ago." After uh, hearing about that challenge from Skyler, uh, his 
recapping of how that went for the two of you, I think that I will I will forgo I mean, we, that challenge. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely have something that between the three of us, there could be kind of like a competition where the loser has to do something. I like that. Two winners, one loser. Like the chili pepper goo challenge? Could do something, maybe. I don't know if it has to be that. Um, but I, I do kind of like the idea of putting it out to the community of our viewers here on this show, where if everyone who tunes in um, could maybe submit, and if you get, maybe if you beat us, or if you get into the top 10, we could we could throw in a prize. I love it. We'll see what happens. I do have to note real quick before we move on from this one that the winner finalized their picks on May 28th, which I think was race day. So what's up with that? <laughs> Sounds a bit sus. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone else finalized on the 27th. Hmm. Very, very I suspicious. Don't know. We'll look into it. Uh, can we open it up to some Q&A in the chat? I don't know how many folks are hanging around, but uh, we were we are happy to answer any question related to trail running, related to Aravipa, related to the Golden Trail series, or I guess Fantasy Free Trail. Jump on in. As we watch more and more people, Sarah Alonzo coming across yep. the finish line there with the cowbell in hand. Love it. We're gonna we're gonna need to get some cowbells for Sky Peaks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a message a little earlier. Um, I responded to it in the in the chat, but it was a question about Durango, and they're just asking if there's like if they would be able to register for that still or on site. Yeah, absolutely, you can register at Pack a Pickup or Race Day. Online registration is closed, but come on out. We do have capacity for you. Let's spool up those questions. Uh, yeah, there was a question earlier that I also... I also responded to one earlier. Is the Flagstaff race an Aravipa race? Flagstaff Sky Peaks is an Aravipa race, yes. And it's one that has evolved over the years. It's kind of funny, actually. It's epic yeah. as well. I am blessed to train on a lot of the trails that are on the, uh, the race courses. And it's one of the more magnificent like races that we put on, I would say. Like the trails are world-class, the views are incredible. You get a good mix of like challenging and and runnable, but yeah, I mean it's it's epic, especially the fifty mile course. Yeah, so the fifty mile course we call it. It's like nickname is Ring the Sky Fifty Mile, and it goes around like the entire San Francisco peaks. Essentially, you do a circumnavigation, so you're running. Yeah, all the way up into the inner basin on some some trails, and then you take the Waterline Road, which is just it's really a good mix of trail and road. You're on the Arizona trail for a while. So I don't know what the mix is exactly, but it's, it's really cool because you can get on some epic single track in the fall Aspen colors and then also super runnable roads mixed in as well. So it's, it's just really a great mix. Yeah. And the waterline road is, uh, one, it's closed to vehicular traffic, but it's like an old, uh, pipeline, um, that runs water from the inner basin into the city of Flagstaff. And you look out into these like expansive views of, you know, the Dry Lake Hills and Mount Eldon, but even like more of the foothills out east of Flagstaff, 
uh, and you see some like super epic rock formations. You run through a rock tunnel, uh, and then you hit some awesome single track. Uh, and yeah, it's super epic. So, but yes, the long way of saying yes, it's an Aero Viper race, right? We're just plugging all day. <laughs> Uh, we got Tyler saying, can't wait to get out and race in Arizona. Must be from out of state. Nice. Um, Charlie mentioned uh, it's going to be tricky for him to check out the trail talks at 1 p.m. when school starts back up, which is a valid point. Yep. This is the time that works best for us. So <laughs> it, might be, it might be challenging. It's maybe like for both our schedules align yeah. uh, for, for this very moment. Yeah, because you're down here once a week, and it's like, Basically, you're going to take off right after this, head back up to Flagstaff. So it kind of fits in well for us. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll definitely be monitoring the YouTube comments later, but um, you just might be what it has to be. Uh, so Charlie asked, do any of you run in the 100-degree heat in the middle of the day to acclimatize or run in the morning slash evening? Uh, it depends what I'm training for. But, yeah, Phoenix or Tucson – probably some of the best places to train for hot races, whether that's bad water. I've trained for Angeles crest 100 before in the middle of the summer here. I mean, that race, once it moved to August, it gets over into triple digit temperatures in the middle of the day. So yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, I think the bulk of my training will be done probably in the, in the evenings or mornings. Um, but sometimes you just got to get out when you get out. I mean, it's still really hot uh, in the mornings and evenings, too, I feel like. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely got to be careful. And, um, and you can heat acclimatize to an extent. Um, we got a little bit lucky this weekend. It was it was a bit cooler out. I went on a run at like 4 p.m. yesterday, and it wasn't too bad out. Didn't even have to carry a bottle. Crazy. Another question here. And actually, I, I might touch on that last one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is an unofficial race around here in Phoenix area, South mountain called circle of hell, which I'm currently training for. And it is uh 2 PM to 5 PM as many one mile loops as you could do around the trailhead. When is it? Uh, mid July. I want to say it's, uh, it's an RODR race at the moment. I think they took it over, but so I, I personally have been running in the heat a lot. I did eight loops out there trying to get ready for that. Got it. Um, another question here. Can we get a new video challenge for Mountain Outpost Hard Rock? The old dropback challenge was hilarious and gross. So they want us to do a Hard Rock dropback challenge? Is that what it sounds like? I think so. Oh, yep. <laughs> sounds brutal. Well, <laughs> we'll take a note of it. Yeah, like on top of Handy's Peak or something. No yeah. idea. That sounds rough. Yeah. We'll t we'll we'll note it down. No right. promises. Noted. Yeah. We are due for some sort of fun challenge. I feel like the world has been missing just ridiculousness. That's all I, I agree. I agree. However, the world does have the ridiculousness of uh, Outhouse News. 
We did, uh, yeah, we did post an episode this weekend of the new show. It's back, and uh, this week's show should be coming out later this evening. Let's go. We got to end this show first so we can finish getting that one out there. Any more uh, questions in the chat? Uh, No questions at the moment. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else this week? Any of you? Nope. That is. That's uh. It's been a great show. Um, I'm, I was super stoked to geek out on, uh, on, uh, the Zagama live stream stuff. Shout out to the folks over at Zagama and Golden Trail. Yeah. I really love awesome job. This has been great. Please let us know in the comments what you guys think of this format. We are also going to get this out. I believe in audio format on our steep life media, uh, audio channels. So if you're on Spotify or Apple podcasts, you can get this and listen to it on a long run instead. You, of course, won't get the incredible visuals here, but um, you have to do that on your own time. Uh, I got to thank Matt and Bryce, both of you, for your time this afternoon. And uh, yeah, if you like this show or have any other ideas, um, please let us know. In the future, we might try and get, I'm sure we could probably remote in some guests on this show. We could probably also pull in some of our other race directors or Uh, staff members in the studio here as well. So um, until next week, I guess, this has been Air Vapid Trail Talk.